All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, this weekend is Giving Sunday. Everyone say Giving Sunday. Giving Sunday. Oh, I've got cheers. Y'all came to church. Cool. I'm like, what happens if no one comes? They're like, oh, it's Giving Sunday. We're not coming. <laughs> but all right, so you're here. And uh, maybe some of you are watching online. I see you. So naturally, I'm going to open with a tithing story. This is a true story. Maybe. Maybe it's a true story. <clears throat> there were two men who were shipwrecked near an island. When they landed ashore, one of them began screaming and yelling, we're going to die, we're going to die. There's no food, there's no water. What are we going to do? The second man leaned calmly against a palm tree. When the first man saw how calm his friend was, he went crazy and shouted, don't you understand? We're going to die. Undisturbed, the second man replied, you don't get it. I make $100,000 a week. Dumbfounded, the first man looked at him and, and asked, what difference does that make? We're on an island with no food, no water. Your money is no good here. We're going to die. The second man answered, you just don't get it. I make $100,000 a week, and I tithe 10% on that $100,000. Rest assured, wherever I am, my pastor will find me. <laughs> you would certainly be missed, yes, if anything else. On that note, I do want to thank you all for your faithfulness in your tithes and your offerings. Over these last um, five and a half, we're coming up on six years in January. Um, it is because of your generosity that we're even in this position. It's even possible to be having the conversation that we're having today. This weekend is Giving Sunday. Uh, last weekend was Vision Sunday. And if you missed last Sunday's message, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. You can go to citylights.church, um, our website. If you scroll down just a little bit, um, we have the Sermon of the Week um, on the website there. Make sure you go listen to that. We did, it was called Vision Sunday, The Future is Bright. Not only did I talk about a building and, and the things we need and want to do there, but I also um, outlined the vision for the church, like what we see happening in this building. So um, really important that you... Uh, listen to that and, or, and uh, understand that. Um, also, we handed out last week, if you weren't here, we handed out some pamphlets. Um, and again, if you missed last week, we have these in the foyer at our um, info center and on the tables out there. And this kind of outlines uh, the, the vision for the building, what we're going to need to get done in the building and what the needs are and those kind of things. So make sure to grab one of those and uh, you can f follow along uh, with the message that I gave last week um, with that pamphlet in hand. If you're watching at home or you're out of state and can't get a hold of one of these pamphlets, um, number one, we can mail one to you if you want. But if you go to citylights.church, Scroll down just a little bit. There's an icon there that says Building City Lights. You can click on that, and it'll take you to our um, Building City Lights page. And from there, you can uh, download the, uh, the pamphlet if you want to download, download it. So, All right. So last week, we outlined the vision that the Lord gave us, has given us for City Lights Church, what we believe he's wanting to do in our midst at that new facility. The title of our message today is called Giving Sunday, Miracle on 4th Street. We acquired a building this summer. We got the keys to it. Uh, I believe it was January, no, June 30th. It was June 30th, not January. Big difference. 
it was June 30th where we got the keys on 7251 West 4th Street. This weekend is going to be a historic celebration service for City Lights Church. And all I really want to do today is I just want to tell some God stories, teach a little bit, but tell some God stories. And then at the close of the service, we are going to receive a supernatural offering um, where we will have uh, everyone bring their gifts up front. And so surprise, surprise. Um, For those of you who are here, I ask you to go home and ask the Lord what he would have you to give today. And my wife and I went home and we prayed and when we looked at accounts and we could move money here. We did all that and prayed and, and uh, hopefully no one's here today giving under pressure or giving under compulsion or giving unprepared. Second uh, Corinthians 9, 7 says this in the Amplified Version. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one who's get, uh, whose heart is in his gift. So we, what do we want? We want givers whose hearts are in their gift. I want you to have a lasting joy and satisfaction attached to the gift that you give today for years to come. For years to come when we're over in a new building, I want you to walk in and be like, I helped make this happen. I was part of this. Whether that was $1 or, a, or you know, $10,000, um, I want you to have lasting joy for years to come because you participated in what God was doing in our midst. Amen. Fun side note about this, this verse, uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. I looked this up this week. But the Greek word for cheerful, I was just curious about that. I, look at, I looked it up, and I, I want to show you what it means. It's um, Strong's 2431 is the, the scripture reference, cheerful. And it's the Greek word, hileros. Does that sound familiar? Hileros. Um, it means uh, propitious or, or merry, hilarious, i.e. prompt or willing. It describes someone who is cheerfully ready to act because they are already persuaded, already persuaded in their heart. Hileros is only used in 2 Corinthians 9-7 where it describes spontaneously non-reluctant giving. Amen? So that's what we want today. God loves a cheerful giver, the one who has brought their hilarious gift. And a hilarious gift might be $1, and it might be $100,000, but I don't know about you, have you ever given a hilarious gift to the Lord? Oh, God, you want me to give what? You, surely you're not telling me to give that away. That's hilarious, Lord. Hilarious, right? <laughs> I've had some hilarious gifts given to us. Um, I've given some hilarious gifts. Uh, a few years ago, you guys know the Rachel and Melissa Fangutu who live in Kansas City, Missouri. And um, a few years ago, they were at our house, and um, my wife plays guitar, and my wife, um, actually, her guitar broke. And uh, Rachel had a very nice Taylor guitar, and, and um, she goes, you know what? I feel like the Lord just told me to give you my guitar. And it was, this was like several thousand dollar guitar. It was, the guitar was worth more than Emily's car at the time, at the time. Okay, that's how nice this guitar was. And they they gave it to her. Like, that is a hilarious, extravagant... And they're missionaries, living yeah, on missionary budget and those kind of things. And God later, it was probably, what, six months later? She, she got one given to her. They had someone come and say, go pick one out. They went to a music store, and this guy said, go pick one out. And he, she grabbed a guitar off the shelf, and it was a big, a big purchase. So, you know, God repaid her for that. So, hilarious gifts. 
supernatural generosity. I want to encourage you today, don't miss the opportunity to bring your hilarious gift for God's purposes in Greeley and the surrounding areas and our world. We've never done this before, but again, at the close of the service, we're going to have everyone come forward uh, with their gifts. We actually don't even pass buckets. We stopped doing that a couple years ago during COVID. It's not that we are afraid to pass buckets because of germs. It's just that it didn't really impact giving when we stopped passing buckets. So we're like, let's just leave them in the foyer. Most people give online anyway. And so, but we're going to have that opportunity up here. By the way, if you're a first time visitor or people aren't like looking at like, who's not getting up to give, like we're not expecting every single person to come up front because number one, some of you are first timers. Um, if the Lord puts it on your heart to give, by all means, I've gone to churches before and I'm not part of that church. And, and we were just in Redding, California earlier this year and we're not part of that church, but they're, they're trying to raise like a hundred million dollars for a new facility. And some of us gave towards it. It was like, yeah, we're there. We'll give towards it. But no pressure to give today if you're a first-time visitor or you weren't here last week and maybe you haven't had a chance to go home and hear the vision of the church and pray about what the Lord would have you do. If you want to pause on that, go home, pray about it, and come back um, next week, that is totally fine as well. But we're excited. We want to see uh, what God does. It's going to be a celebration um, here at the end of the service. Let me just tell a few stories. Uh, Number one, it has always been on my heart and our heart to have a permanent home base for City Lights Church. Um, We are thankful for this facility that we're in that we have rented for um, five and a half years, coming up on six years. Um, And it's interesting, I just just knew that this was the facility that we were supposed to be in. Um, We we had the opportunity to rent here and then we're like, well, we should probably do our due diligence and check out a few other things. And whenever I went to other places, schools and different things that we could rent a facility, I just didn't have... I just didn't have peace in my heart. I felt like I was striving. You know what I'm talking about? I felt like I was striving, but whenever I was here, I was like, I feel like there's an ease to this, and God's just bringing us here. So it's been a great relationship for over five years, and we're thankful for the adventure, but God's been um, preparing us for these five and a half years to um, have a new facility, amen? And so, um, again, it's not about a building. Um, The building we're actually buying, it's not a particularly beautiful building. It's a functional building. It's got good bones, and we'll do things to beautify it over the years to come. It doesn't have to be perfect to move in. Amen? Um, But we're not passionate about building big buildings. We're passionate about building big people. That is people who light up their world with the love of Jesus. That's our vision for this church, and that's our vision for you. So I, along with our deacon board for these five and a half years, have been... um, uh, aggressively saving to, um, so that we were in a position to buy a facility. And so we saved uh, three quarters of a million over five years. And um, we were able to put a big down payment on the building that we just purchased. And that was thanks to your faithfulness and thanks to our board's um, diligence to, to, be, to run things in the black. Um, but let me go through a little timeline just from this year. So we knew the Lord was kind of nudging us forward this year. Earlier this year, again, I mentioned this, our pastoral staff we visited Redding, California. We went to a prophetic conference at the Bethel Church there. And um, our friend, uh, Jory Henderson, Matt and Jory Henderson used to be our worship pastors here and associate pastors. And our friend, Jory Henderson, who's on the on staff there as a pastor there. Um, what is our title there? It doesn't. Revival group pastor in the school. So she's there at the school. And she said, hey, um, my friend, Haley Braun, who's one of the the 
speakers at the prophetic conference. She's got a strong prophetic gift, and she says, hey, would you, would you like her to prophesy over your, your group? And we we're like, let me think about that. Yes. You know? <laughs> we prayed long and hard about it. No. We didn't need to pray at all. We're like, yeah, absolutely. So um, they pull our group to the side in this kind of private area so that um, she, could, she could prophesy over us. And um, our whole staff got a prophetic word. And all of them got, um, for me, it was, I'll, I'll share this here in a second, it was one of the strongest prophetic words I've ever received. But our whole staff received a prophetic word. And we have it on audio. I'm not going to play the audio because my wife's crying. <laughs> and she ruined the video by crying. No. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it yesterday. I'm like, maybe we'll just play the, play the audio, but um, there's lots of things going on. So, but it was a good, good crying, by the way. Yeah. But Rob here, he transcribed the entire thing. He, he typed the whole thing out. So I want to read her prophetic word um, over me, but also over the church um, that she had for me. So now let me preface this. I've shared this story before. I shared this back in uh, May. Uh, but it, it definitely bears repeating in context of what we're doing here today. But um, I'll preface it with this. I'm, I, we were at that conference, and as you know, the book of Nehemiah, especially Nehemiah chapter 3, had been a big theme uh, for, uh, for us. And then I just, you know, if you were here last week, you heard a lot about Nehemiah and the vision the Lord's given us for the church with these, these gates, these prophetic gates of revival. And um, at that conference, I'm kind of just pacing in the back, and the Lord's just speaking to me and reinforcing a lot of this language that I've been sharing with you about the book of Nehemiah. So we get in that private setting with, we're about to receive prophetic ministry, and I, I say a private prayer between me and God. It wasn't even out loud. I said, Lord, what would be cool is if she confirmed what you're speaking to me about Nehemiah. I just, private prayer, didn't tell anyone, just said that between me and God, and so here's the prophetic word. Um, and by the way, this is, she's praying and prophesying at the same time, so the language is a little bit flowy here. Um, but she says, she gets to me and says this, I see Jehovah El-Rohi, the God who sees, the God who sees. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. I just see you like Nehemiah. And the Lord gave you a task to build. And there's been a lot of words that have come against you just in the chatter that have come against you like Sambalot and Tobias. And I just uh, see you saying, God, strengthen my hands. And I feel uh, in this season that people are going to come around you who are going to speak words of strength to your hands, strength to your hands. I just feel like the Lord is saying, I've given you a mandate to build something, and I have not forgotten my word to you. I have not forgotten my promise to you. And God, we thank you for an open gate. I see open gates and the floodgates of heaven just beginning to open wide. The fact that she specifically didn't just mention Nehemiah and building walls, but gates specifically was like, whoa. I pray for outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you for this Nehemiah, for his faithfulness to build when everyone says it's impossible, for his faithfulness to say yes when others uh, say it cannot be done, and to say, uh, and we say it can be done and it will be done, that you will build a refuge for the Lord and a refuge for his people. I love that part. A refuge for the Lord and a refuge for his people. You know, a couple of years ago, Pastor Howard um, was talking about, he was actually, I think, preaching maybe up here, but he was talking about a story where he went to a church and he, he saw like the Holy Spirit hiding in the corner. Like a, and he was like, Holy Spirit, what are you in the corner? And then it, the, the imagery was this, is like, I'm not giving rain here. I'm not giving the liberty. I want to help people. I want to flow in this place, but they won't let me. But 
I pray that this place would be a refuge for the Lord, where he, a place where, imagine this, I don't, I don't think God's ever afraid, but a place where God feels safe, a place where he can do what he wants to do, amen? So that you build a refuge for the Lord and a refuge for his people. Lord, I thank you for this culture carrier. God, fill him right now, God. Thank you, Lord. Cover his family. Cover his family, Lord. Cover their finances. Bless the finances of this house, Lord, abundance. God, I just see that it's, um, I just see it's not going to tally up in this season. There's going to be an outpouring of abundance. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Okay. Many key things she said that. It was one of the strongest prophetic words I've ever received. Um, but open gates and Nehemiah, like that really just was like, yes, God is saying, this is the vision I've given you. This is the vision for the church. Go run with it. So I have my clear marching orders. But also um, it not tallying up. And so when we were looking at this building, it's like, yeah, we can work. And then, then when we started getting the numbers, if you were here last week, it's like, yeah, it's not tallied up at the moment, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, to the tune of uh, $679,000, actually, it's not telling up. Again, we can get into the space for a little bit, for less than that, but um, there, is a, there is a gap between what we have in reserves and what we need, so there is a need. But we're going to get it done one way or another. Whether that be that much comes in and more, or we get in for less, so we're going to get it done one way or another. So this happened on February 15th. And around that time, I don't remember if it was before we went to Reading or after that I first saw um, this building, but I happened to went for a drive as I often did, but this time I meant it. I'm like, Lord, we need a, we need a building because parking was becoming, has been and was becoming a major issue, especially in the winter when it will snow and it's hard to access that field because we really need that as an overflow. The city doesn't want us using it as an overflow anyway, so we're kind of on borrowed time there. And so we needed a place specifically with more parking. And many, there's other reasons which we outlined last week. And so um, we, we see this property for sale or lease, 7251 West 4th Street. And so I, I uh, call Eric Backland, um, who, who's our broker, and I, I, and I say, why don't you just reach out to this, um, to this guy and see what this is all about. So um, February 28th was our first email correspondence um, with this broker. So February 15th, we have this prophetic word, February 28th, it was our first email correspondence with the owner's broker. And we kind of kept walking through that process. And then Eric comes to me and says, hey, the owner is going to be in town on Monday, March 20th. And he wants to meet with us and, and talk about, um, you know, us leasing the space or buying the space or whatever. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, he's already going to be in town. Like, awesome. Let's like, what, what do we have to lose? Let's meet with them. So that was the same weekend. I don't know if you remember this. It just so happened that was the weekend that um, Jory Henderson was here with her team from uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And uh, Jory, she preached that weekend, right? Yeah, she preached that weekend and, and led worship. How many know that was a wild, fun weekend? How many were here for that weekend? By the way, they're coming back in March... 17th of March? Yeah, they're coming back, so we're going to have another fun service. Um, but that was a wild, fun, charismatic weekend, amen? And so after, um, that's the 19th, af after the service, I'm standing, there's ministry happening, I'm standing right here in the front, and one of our serve team members comes and grabs me and says, hey, there's a guy here that wants to talk with you. 
And um, I'm thinking like, okay, this guy wants some prayer, someone I'd never met before. And um, the guy's like, hi, like something about coffee on Monday. And I'm like, yeah, um, we'll get, yeah, let's grab, we'll grab coffee on Monday. That's great. And he's like, no, we're grabbing coffee tomorrow on Monday. I'm like, oh, you're the owner. You're the owner of this facility. Like just done to me. I'd never met him before. His name's Jim. I'd never met him. And he, he introduced himself to me right here after this wild service. And at this point, I don't even know if this guy's saved, you know? And I'm like, what you just went through is like a little wild and a little crazy. And so I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a crazy service, right? And, um, and he says, oh yeah, my, uh, my daughter went to uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And I'm like, okay, good chance that he's saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, he is a strong believer. They're part of it. They're not. Uh, they live just south of Seattle, and they're 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 strong believers, and which has been a really cool thing. In fact, he and I have talked a lot on the phone, and it's been a really cool thing. But so it turns out that he only came out to meet with us. I thought he was here for a number of things, but he actually came out just to meet with us. And he comes on Sunday, kind of like unannounced, just obviously looking under the hood a little bit, checking out city lights to see is this going to be a good investment for me if I if I um, sell to these guys. So. We have the meeting Monday morning on the 20th. Um, turns out he's an investment banker and, um, uh, and has a conglomerate of different businesses and stuff like that. So we're like, okay, so lease, lease to own, lease with first right. If we were talking about these things, and it turns out that um, if we rented from him, if we leased from him, he has to pay taxes on that building, which is like 175000 a year taxes on that building. And because of that, he, he has to pass that on to us, which we would have to pay. And so we realized that for less money, uh, we, could do a, we could do an owner carry, where he would, we talked about him, him carrying us, doing an owner carry loan. And for less money, we could buy the entire facility than we would leasing, like, I think we're going to be using about 33,000 square feet right now with, with 15,000 to lease. We realized if we're using that much space, it's actually for less money, we can buy the whole space. And so that's where the wheels started turning. Again, we weren't under contract at this point. We weren't even sure if it was like, it was not a done deal, but like the Lord, again, the Lord's starting to nudge us forward. And we have a believer, a, Christ, a, a banker who's a believer who wants to work with the church, who's willing to do an owner carry with the church. Um, so that, so the, the pieces started coming together. Then, um, so that's February 20th. Then March 31st, um, Sean Bowles, who's a, who's a guy with a strong prophetic gift, he gives a prophetic word over the body of Christ, and all of a sudden, I have a bunch of people start sending me this prophetic word, um, which is over the body of Christ. And I want to play a, a, a piece of that um, prophetic word today, so go ahead and roll that. So sometimes I get prophetic words or visions or encounters, and I like to share those with you guys. And today, I want to share with you about how keys are being released and defined to real estate. I want to share something that's been stirring in my heart. We're going to see a transfer of properties to people who will use them for Jesus. We're going to see an amazing amount of properties, both housing, but also commercial buildings. And so it's not just residential that we're talking about here. And sometimes they're going to be owned and apprehended by Christians for business and for kingdom purposes, as well as possibly for gathering spots. So I saw these keys being distributed spiritually, and God wants to give you faith for it right now, even at a time when interest rates are to all time high. I believe that there is a real estate actual anointing, which is when the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to do things that we couldn't do without him in this season that God's up to something. And amazingly, 
especially when it comes to real estate and property ownership for Christians. Think of the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt and Exodus. God had this amazing plan to bring them to a land that was flowing with milk and honey. In Exodus 3.8, Canaan was more than just a physical paradise. It was a place where they could worship God freely and experience their spiritual inheritance. God's releasing a freedom over lands you've already apprehended and also giving the ability to purchase, inherit, or acquire properties that you never would have believed that you could have had. And he's going to bring anointed real estate agents and bankers. And I think it's really interesting that I feel like God's doing it this year when interest rates are so high. But there's a positioning of authority. If you're in real estate right now, whether you're a house flipper or a broker, a real estate agent, even a lender, God's setting people into place for some of the most purposeful projects you've ever worked on. Have faith that God's assigning is annoying to help you, whether it's to help families find a home or companies find their promised land or to sell something that needs to be sold. There's a new drive that God will give you when you see your role from a kingdom perspective that you're a missionary, you're on a mission field for God's mission. It's not just a job. So sometimes I get prof- Amen, right? And it so happens that this year, not only our church, but several other churches that I know of acquired a property this year, and there's been many other things, but that word is, was as much for us as it was to you know people in real estate, and um, Eric, thank you so much for helping us with that. But we got connected with a, a, a broker, a Christian broker, amen, and then a Christian banker who were able to work together to bring about this deal. But notice he talked about interest rates being uh, high. And it says this, Ecclesiastes 11.4, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. If you're always looking at the economy, the interest rates, the political environment, world events, how many know you're probably not going to sow? You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to bury my seed. Amen. And we were certainly aware of what was happening in the world of time. Obviously, the the Ukraine war um, is happening. Russia-Ukraine war is happening. Um, I did a prophecy update on May 7th um, when I was talking about when Israel turned 75, um, the the nation of Israel. And I did a prophecy update that weekend. And I I said, you know what? The writing is really on the wall that there's probably going to be a major conflict in the Middle East. And my guess was that it would be before the summer ended. And how many know it, it, it took a little longer, but October 7th is the day that we'll live in infamy for the Jewish people. And there's a major conflict happening there. But in spite of all the turmoil and instability in the world, we felt like the, the Lord was saying, take a step, take a step. How many know that with the parable of the talents, the, the guy that buried his talent, he was, the, he was the one, why did he bury his talent? Because he was afraid. And there are times, even in times of uncertainty, where the Lord is saying, this is the time to invest. This is the time to start that business. Amen? That's a word for someone out there. But we felt like it was time to take a step, even in the midst of uncertainty in the world. And so I'll tell one other story, and then we'll, we'll kind of come to an end here. And I've also mentioned this story before, but again, the original asking price of this building, um, it started just about six, uh, just under $6 million. And then the owner took off 200000 He's like, drop the price 200000 So we were looking at uh, 5750000 And one day, it was, October, uh, it was uh, April 4th. One day I'm at home. Emily's in a meeting with the Lowry's, and Hannah was part of that meeting. And I'm at home, and I'm just like, okay, he wants $5,750,000. i am supposed to be working on a sermon. But I just, in my, in my heart, I keep hearing 5.5, 5.5. And I can't shake this number. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, I th- Lord, I think you're asking me to ask this owner to drop the price another 250000 a quarter million dollars. And I'm like nervous, 
And I'm like, but you know what? I need to know for me, this is kind of a fleece that I'm laying out for you, Lord. I need to know for me <laughs> how many I'm about to walk through this. And I need to know that you're in this, God. And so this was a major fleece for me, and I couldn't shake this number. So before I knew it, I was picking up the phone, didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell the deacon board pastors, anyone, because I didn't want anyone to talk me out of it. I was like, I just have to do this. <laughs> I'm like, I might kill this deal right now, or something amazing will happen. I don't know. And so um, I call I call Jim. And I said, Hey Jim, I've got this number rolling around in my heart, and I need I feel like I need to ask you, would you be willing to take 5.5 million for that building? And most of our conversations had been 20, 30 minutes. We talk about a lot of different things, and he's like, Um, uh, let me let me think about that and get back with you. And then we got the phone. It was a very short conversation. I was like, Okay. Um, so. Um, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll noodle around with some numbers and see if whatever, but I'll get back to you. And I was like, okay. So at that time, I'm like, okay, God, um, I'm nervous. I can't concentrate on anything. I'm supposed to be writing a sermon, but I can't even concentrate, you know. And I'm like, I could fast until he calls me back. He said, he'll call me back in a couple hours. I'm like, I'll fast for two hours. That's going to be a, a, a big one. I'm all in, <laughs> you know. Which, that's something, I guess. I'll just won't eat till he calls me back. Um, but then I'm like, you know what? God, I'm asking this in faith. Is there, is there something you want me to do? And I just got this idea. Like, okay, I'm asking him to come down $250,000. What is 10% of $250,000? It's $25,000. I'm like, I want, you know what? We, we had been talking with our staff. Like, you know what? We need to sow a seed. Because a lot of times before a church, when they're, before they go into a building campaign, they'll sow seeds to other churches because we're believing for big things. And so I'm like, I'm okay. I just made the commitment. I didn't even know who it was going to go to, but I called up Emily. I said, here's what I did. <laughs> number one. Um, and I'm just making this commitment right now that we're going to sow $25,000. I don't know to who yet. So, and um, by the way, that, that seed, we sowed it to Africa, Yesu in Mozambique, $10,000 to them. And then they're a youth facility. Um, there's a church in Brazil and hopefully we'll have some updates on this in the future, but we sowed $15,000 to a youth facility in Brazil that's connected to a, a church there. And so, so I'm like, God, I'm asking this in faith. I made the commitment to, to sow that money, which we figured out later on where that would go. So Jim calls back, not two hours later, more like five hours later. And guys, by this time, I'm hungry. <laughs> I had missed lunch, and I hadn't had breakfast either. I had fasted nearly, nearly a whole day. just showing you how committed I am. So he calls me back. He's like, okay. He's like, here's the deal. We can do 5.5. He says, but here's the deal. Um, number one, he wanted us to put down 550,000 instead of 500,000. He said, but here's the deal. I don't want to hear anything about a rusty bolt or a weed or something like that. I'm like, check. You got it. Yes, sir. You know, so he came down, but that was a fleece for me. I was like, I needed that for me to know like maybe this is perhaps God. And of course, we don't make those decisions by ourselves. We have our pastoral staff, but then I really needed the deacon board to come around us and, and, and give that the stamp of approval too. So don't think that I just do all that by myself. So on that note though, because that money actually came out of the building fund, we forgot to count that in our um, the amount of money that we've sown into World Mission. So I want to give you a quick update from last week, even from last week. Um, finances given to World Missions. So 2022, um, $273,716. 
Um, I told you last week it was 248,000, but, uh, but a year to date is actually $273,402. So it's actually $25,000 more than I th- thought it was, which get, actually we're about $300 shy of surpassing last year's mission giving. And then our total from 2018 to t- uh, 2023 um, is not uh, 963000 but 988908 And so we will most certainly pass last year's giving, and we will definitely break the million-dollar mark into world missions. Yeah. By the end of the year, we're definitely going to break that number, and that is so awesome that we've given almost a million dollars away to world missions over the last five years. And um, that is possible, number one, because you are a generous church. You're a tithing church. Again, we take, as a church, our budget, we do it like this. We take 10% off the top, and we sew it back into local, national, and international missions. So that is because of your faithfulness. And uh, additionally, many people give above and beyond their tithe. They'll give their, their tithe, but many people will give above their tithe to missions and stuff like that. And so um, that's the way my wife and I do it. We give a tithe um, from every check we, we, we tithe. But then right now we're giving a little bit extra towards the building fund. We've been doing that. But many people give towards missions above and beyond their tithe. And so, but on that note, God has done amazing things. He's brought us to this very moment. And yes, we are asking um, you to give big into this project today. Um, now I will say this. Please don't take what you would have otherwise tithed and give it to the building fund. We need you to continue being faithful and tithing because that's how we pay salaries, pay rent. The departments have their budgets, utilities, insurance, and missionaries um, is all from the tithe. So what we're asking you today is to consider an amount um, that is not your tithe, uh, above your tithe, going towards the building fund. So, amen. All right, with that, um, let's bring the worship team back up here. I'm going to have Pastor Emily would you come on up here as well? And we are going to receive a supernatural offering. Amen. Um, yeah, get a microphone. We'll pray in just a second here. But there's a couple. Um, why don't you, why don't we explain this real quick? And then we'll get into it. So um, in your seat back in front of you, there is an envelope, and um, again, uh, because we're asking this to be separate than your tithe, if you would grab one of these and, um, and fill it out, start with that. Um, so make sure everyone gets those. And if we have, to yeah, to get tax credit, obviously, um, it is a tax deductible gift. So grab one of these. If, you, there's, um, if you're on the front row, there were some of these on the front row. And if you need one of these, raise your hand, because we have them here in these buckets. So anyone need one of these, grab them, okay? Yeah. Um, fill it out, name, address, phone number. Um, and then we, what we have here is today, I, or we, are lighting up our world with our cheerful gift of, this is your hilarious gift, your cheerful gift of, and then there's a blank there. And so there's two boxes you could check. Number one, my cash check was included in today's offering. Um, so you'll put that in this envelope along with this paper. Or you can check this, the second box was my gift was given electronically. I know many of you give electronically, but I want you to have something, if you gave electronically, I want you to have something to bring up front when we receive this offering, okay? And so you can do that. Now, we'll give a, again, we'll, we'll have a few minutes here because we're going we're gonna to close with worship and we'll have a few minutes for you to respond if you need to fill this out. Um, 
and Adam's giving us important information. Oh, okay. Um, on your check, just make it to City Lights Church, and you don't ha don't put building on it to get tax deduction from our friend who's an accountant. <laughs> just told us that. So just write it to City Lights. If it goes into one of these um, large envelopes with the paper, you'll get tax credit, and we'll know it's for the building. Okay. The second thing, um, there's a section here. Now, this is not a commitment card. This is not a pledge card. We're, we're not doing that. However, um, because we are making decisions now for the next few months, for example, we're going to have to order chairs ahead of time. We're going to have to order audiovisual lighting uh, equipment ahead of time. Um, if you are willing to let us know if there's an additional amount you're going to give between now and us getting into the space, if you are willing to let us know what that is, that would actually help us to make decisions. So, um, so it says this in that center, please fill out the following section to help us better understand giving trajectory. Again, it's not a pledge, it's just to help us plan a little bit better. So it says, I, we plan to give an additional blank in recurring or one-time gifts by March, 2024. Don't write a faith number in there. Like, write a number that you think you'll realistically give between now and then. My wife and I wrote a number, um, we're gonna get a tax return. We didn't include that. We'll give some from a tax. We usually get good tax returns. We'll give more there. But don't don't write like a faith. I want to give five million dollars. You know, unless you have five million dollars to give. So, <laughs> give the amount that you realistically think you can give in recurring or one-time gifts. And so that's a separate category. If you're willing to do that, that would help us. Again, it's not a pledge or a commitment, but it would help us to make um, to to track trajectory of where things are going. And then the last box at the very bottom, it says, there's a checkbox there. Please contact me about non-cash gifts, stocks, bonds, real estate, cryptocurrency, or other types of gifts you may um, have, maybe haven't considered. So if you have something like that you uh, want to consider donating um, to this project, let us know. And at the very bottom, there is a QR code if you want to um, give electronically, or you can go to Building City Lights. Um, buildingcitylights.com if you want to give electronically. So there's a way to do that. Anything you want to say, dear? Nailed it. <laughs> All right. We're going to pray over this offering. And um, when we do, I'll have our leadership respond first. Our pastors, deacons, and administrative staff will respond first. And then we're not dismissing by row. It's just kind of popcorn one by one. As you are ready, you can come and give. So... And we'll close with a celebration, celebration praise. praise song. So um, let's pray over the offering. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. You've brought us to this very moment, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the doors, the open doors that you have given us. And God, we trust you. We trust you that um, you brought us this far because, God, you're going to bring it to completion, Lord God. We know that it will be enough. At the end of the day, it'll be, it'll be enough, Lord. So we just thank you for moving on people's hearts, Lord God, with generosity, with, with their hilarious, extravagant, cheerful gifts, Lord. We love you. We bless you. And we thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. All right. Go ahead and place those. And we'll invite... Our leadership team, pastors, um, directors, deacons, you may come and give. Administrative staff. Yes. Man. All right. Everyone stand up and we're going to worship and come forward when you're ready. Amen. God bless you.